Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome, everybody. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The neighborhood is in the locker room. It's Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. And we are coming out of the gates burning fast today. We are sprinting out of the gates because we're going to head right into Omar Khan, the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Omar, I want to thank you so very much for joining us in the locker room. How are you? Doing great. Thanks, Wolf. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, Omar, the first thing is I got to ask you, just go back just a little bit and and kind of like give us a a thumbnail sketch of how you prioritized the offseason. I mean, I know there was a lot of things happening that I've never seen around the Steelers in a long time. This offseason was pretty busy for you guys. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot lot of fun. Um, Well, just going back to, you know, after the season, uh, Art Rooney, Coach Tomlin, and myself, we got together and, and, you know, we set a vision of what we wanted the team to look like uh, in 2023. And, um, you know, once that vision and, you know, once that vision was set, um, you know, it was my job to to help execute in in acquiring the guys that we needed and the type of guys that we needed at at each specific position. And uh, here we are. We feel really good about it. Um, We also wanted, made it a priority to add competition everywhere and, you know, you've been, you guys have been up at camp and, and have seen it. We had some uh, good battles going there. Um, we're going to have some tough decisions uh, this weekend, and um, uh, we feel really good about where the team is at. And, and Omar, to, to that degree, uh, when you look, obviously you hope that everything comes out great with the decisions on guys that you signed, but could you have ever imagined just how much good competition there was from the guys that, that were brought in on top of the draft picks and kind of that mix of guys and the depth that we now have. I mean, you said it's a good problem to have, but can you kind of expound upon just how how, how tough that's going to be or how good of a problem this is to have? Yeah, it's going to be extremely t- tough. I mean, every, anybody who was out there at camp, it's easy. We, we got a, real 90 good football players on this team. Um, and, you know, I wish we could keep every single one of them. Um, unfortunately we can't and uh but it's it's gonna be tough max you know it's just you, you look at it position by position and it's, it's just they're, they're just some good battles and you know this this last game's gonna be very important this last week of practice is gonna be important um and you know we'll see where it goes 
You know, Omar, one of the things that I love about the Steelers is the fact that you guys retain the training camp experience, that you, you have roots in St. Vincent, in Latrobe, that you still go away when so much of the NFL is taking it in-house, doing uh, the hotel thing or what have you. Can you relate? Can you tell us what it is your, the thought process about training camp that makes it such an important aspect of the Steeler experience when you start things out? Because I, I, I think it's wonderful. It's awesome. It's an absolutely awesome place to be in, in St. Vincent and Latrobe. It's 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 the perfect place for us. Um, you know, it, it's a great opportunity for us to. I don't necessarily want us to get away from everything, but we know when you're there, it is all football. You know, mm. morning, day, and night. Um, uh, it's we're centrally focused on the team and the game and the preparation for the season. Um, and that's a great place to be. The other aspect of it that's that's pretty cool for us is you know being able to practice with thousands of fans every day. You know, it's obviously not a sold out stadium, 70,000 uh, seat stadium, but there's thousands and thousands of fans that are cheering and exciting and rooting us on. That That's, that's an awesome feeling for the team. We don't take any of that for granted either. And, you know, Omar, I, I know we're through the two preseason games and they, they don't really count, but, as you look at just kind of how competitive things have been, uh, are you surprised at the fact that the, the team has jumped out to such a fast start as far as chemistry-wise? And then, <laughs> you know, having the starters also, you know, as Coach Tomlin kind of said, playing this third preseason. How important is that that you're, that guys are getting looks in the preseason when a lot of teams kind of go away from that kind of mantra? And what does that mean, as, you know, as far as the Steeler way of, uh, of football? I'll just say that, you know, for, for us, I mean, you, you guys, Max, you've been a part of this for a long time. Wolf, do have too. You know, it, preparation for the season is important. And, um, you know, there's no better preparation than actually playing the game. Um, and, um, you know, we get a lot of work against each other, but it's, it's, it's important to get work against another helmet. And there's just true value to it. We've always believed that. And, and um, so we'll see. It's, it's, it's important. Omar, I got to ask you, how has the reduction from four preseason games to three from double sessions to one a days, that things like that, how does that uh, hamper or does that speed up the, the evaluation process? Because I see you guys up at camp every night. You guys are watching film, filling out reports, reading reports aloud, doing all the things that you do in the scouting. And it just seems like when when you have a reduction in preseason games and, and practices that some of the evaluation processes needs to be speeded up and sometimes projecting forward can be a little difficult. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, less practices and less games going to naturally uh, uh, force you to make decisions uh, a little, uh, a little differently. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's still enough time. Um, you know, we've gotten some really good work. Uh, our practices, as you guys have seen, uh, have been pretty thorough and pretty good and pretty physical. And you know, I think we're, we're going to be in a position by the end of this week and after this game to, to, to make the right decision. Omar, you know, I wanted to ask, what is now the new challenge? Because obviously there's only one big cut now um, <laughs> for, uh, for the preseason to get down to the regular season roster after all the games have been played. So you go from 90 down to 53, um, whereas in years past, you had a first cut, a second cut, and then there, was, then there was only a one cut before you got to the final cut. How much more difficult is that um, 
you know, and the process for which, you know, you have all these guys for three games, you know, versus you kind of pare down and get to the trimming part versus it has to be one big haircut at the end, at the end of preseason. Can you just kind of talk about either the pros and the cons of that approach, you know, the NFL changed that rule? Yeah, that's a good question, Mac. There's um, obviously pluses and minuses to it. You know, when, when you have one cut down, um, we, we get a, a, a longer period of time to, to get exposure to the 90 guys that we have, um, you know, hopefully get help, give, help us, hopefully give us an opportunity to make a better decision and uh, uh, get to know these guys a little bit more, try some different things. The, uh, yeah, I, I, obviously there's going to be a little more pressure on the pro guys, our pro department now to uh, evaluate uh, uh, the other teams a little little differently you know in the past you know you, you cut down and you have the opportunity to, there's a bigger pool of players to bring back if you have injuries uh guys that have been in other camps so uh there's some challenges there but um it is what it is the good thing is it's relative it applies to all 32 teams so it's nothing that's different for us so we just we just have to try to be a little bit better at it is it going to be a little bit more difficult the day after in retaining guys because of the fact that everybody, it's a, a mass conglomeration of, of exit cuts. Is it going to be difficult to sift through or, or kind of like maybe evaluate some of the talent that's out there versus what you have I, on the roster? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be more difficult. It's just a little, obviously it's going to be a little more time consuming this weekend. You know, for us, it's, we play Thursday night. Um, you know, our guys have been working hard at, uh, uh, scouting all the other teams, trying to determine what we think they're going to do. And obviously we're just guessing, uh, trying to make some educated guesses and, um, you know, hopefully be prepared if, if there's a, uh, a position of need based on injuries this week or where we're at, where we can improve it. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be ready. To, I mean, it's the, the biggest, the, the toughest thing is going to be the, t- the time thing, right? You're going to have, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be more of a time constraint, but Hey, we'll make it, we'll make it work. And like I said, it's not like we're different than the other 30, 31 teams. So, as long as it's an ever, even uh, playing field, that's, that's, that's good. Right. No, absolutely. Omar, now, one of the things that's kind of the hidden, uh, the hidden aspect of it, that it that's yeoman's work, um, injuries do happen in training camp. And we've had we've – had, Don't we've jinx had them, of, Max. Don't no, jinx them. What, I'm, just, I'm speaking in reality – I'm speaking in relative terms. I mean, you know, it is something – I mean, hey – as long as it, as long as the, the, our frontline guys are okay, I, listen. But it, it is the reality, right? This is the natural attrition of the game. Um, but because there's only one cut, I know that kind of, you know, kind of eliminates the pool. I mean, just how 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 is that process? You know, trying to make sure that you keep ninety guys for this amount of time. I think that's also something that goes un, unheard or unsaid. <laughs> But it's a tremendous job by you and the staff that I do want to highlight is that, you know, it, it takes a lot of work to make sure that guys are there. And just the hidden part, just can you just kind of talk about, you know, not not giving up the secret sauce or anything, but just kind of kind of talk about, you know, the process of when there is an injury to getting a guy in, like just how much goes into that process? Because I think a lot of people don't understand or appreciate that part, that part, that part of the of the of the personnel side of things yeah that's, that's another good question max so um you know it's 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 a, it's a process right hopefully we we we've, we've kind of got the our, our protocol down in place and we make it happen but fortunately for me you know I, i've been surrounded i'm surrounded by some great people here guys that can make it happen you know starts with andy and 
Sheldon White oversees the pro department. Mark Sadowski's uh, head of pro scouting, uh, excuse me, uh, player scouting. Dan Colbert, college scouting, does a great job. And then we have Casey Weidel, who uh, oversees the uh, scouting operations process. And those guys are the ones that really make it happen. You know, for me, it's easy. It's like, hey, we just lost position X, you know, what are the options there? And those guys, those guys usually provide me the list and, you know, we talk through it and hopefully make the right decision. But, um, you know, every, every, every single decision we make is an important decision, whether it's the first guy on the roster or the 90th guy. Um, Cause at some point you have to be, you have to be prepared to be able to play with that player. So um, fortunately we know we have some good people here that make it happen and makes my life a lot easier. Uh, Omar, I want to thank you so much for your time. Well, you just got a couple questions left, and appreciate you coming on and giving us an opportunity sure. to ask you. But in respect to player evaluation, I wanted to ask you this. How difficult is it to evaluate a guy like, let's say, Spencer Anderson? He seems, you know, he's kind of very Tunch Ilkin-like in that Tunch was a five-position player when we were rookies and in the second year before he became a starter. When you got a guy who has got – value in five different positions i know it's a good thing but then to also kind of project to the future how does that does that kind of cloud the waters at all for you or is that just no well he'll figure it out as we move along no i you know we don't see it as as something that's necessarily difficult or, or or bad you know the flexibility is a great thing we embrace that we embrace uh try having him try a tackle center guard just try every position and and, and, you know, and see where he improves playing each one of those. So it's not really a difficult thing. It's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity. And, uh, you know, we've said this from the very beginning, the, on the offensive line, we like guys that have versatility and ability to play several positions. And um, he has that. And, you know, he's a young guy and he's a rookie. And, um, you know, it's always fun watching those guys from day one to see where they are mm-hmm. and where they progress. And, and for him, it's, it's, it's even more, uh, more, uh, it's pretty cool to watch because he's he's trying it at several positions, which isn't easy for him, and that says a lot as to who uh, Spence is. I mean, he he really smart guy, really works at it, and it's important to him. And uh, you know, we'll 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 see where they go. But it's 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 a process that we embrace. All right, last one for me, Omar. Just as we're going into this last preseason game, just d- does and. and and here's how I just want to frame this. Is, is it is it like, do you look at this third game with more of a critical eye or is it more so you're looking at the accumulation of three games as you start to make these decisions on cut downs? I mean, is there something where you say, ah, oh, this guy kind of struggled, but when he popped it on, you know, for this third game, now that kind of makes things a lot tougher? Or is it saying, okay, we're going to take the evaluation of a three-game span versus these uh, individual snapshots or does it, Okay, this is our last shot. This one matters the most, type of deal. Like, you know, are you are, if you're winning the pop quizzes, you know, does the final, um, you know, does the final kind of count bigger, or is it kind of no? It's all three games combined, and to see how how they are when you are evaluating uh, for final cuts. I, I think we would all say that it's a culmination of all three games, but the reality is that. Uh, you know, the the last game is the freshest game in your mind, and the mm. the, the last the wild plays in that last game are always freshest. So, um, you know, I'd I'd like to tell you that it's a combination of all three, but the reality is, you know, a flash <laughs> play in Atlanta on Thursday night is going to be something we're all going to be remembering a lot more than uh, than we were the uh, let's say the first week of camp. 
So very true. Omar Khan, thank you so much for joining us in the locker room. I know you're busy. Appreciate you. I know you got a lot to do before you head on out to Atlanta, but thank you so much for joining us and sharing your insights. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you having me on. Look forward to seeing you guys up uh, in Atlanta. Sounds good. Right, thank you. So, That's Omar care, Khan, general Thanks. manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have more for you right here in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're back inside the locker room. And Wolf, we started, like you said, out the gate smoking. (laughs) Omar Khan, general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um was so gracious to give his time to us uh, right at the beginning of the show and uh, allow us an interview and allow Steelers Nation an insight on the radio airwaves uh, to the process as we come barreling down to the end of the preseason with a game, you know, two days away in Atlanta. And I, I thought, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was really poignant, like the conversation that we were able to have Wolf and, you know, I know that, you know, when you get that interview, you're just like, man, I, you, you, there's so much you want to ask in such a short amount of time. But I thought I thought I thought it was, I thought it was really important. One of the things that one of my main takeaways from it was, you know, him talking about, hey, it, it is accumulation, but <laughs> the, right. last, the last the lasting impression is usually the best impression. So just think about that. No matter how bad things might have gone or how great things have gone. If you can't either replicate that or if you can't, you know, what I talk about all the time, build or replace. You're building or replacing in the preseason. You've got to be able to put the pass behind you and don't let it bleed into the next play as you talk about. Um, but I thought that was important. I mean, what were some of the takeaways that you saw that, that you took away from this conversation? Well, first of all, you're, you're spot on. I mean, think about this. What's the saying in football? What have you done for me lately? I mean, that's what I heard that way back in 1980. You know, I mean, that that was just uh, the a mantra because it's always you're only as good as your last play. You know, I mean, those are the things that I grew up on in the NFL because it was, you know, as, as uh, what was it? Jerry Glanville said the NFL stands for not for long. Um, that's yeah. that's the way it is. I mean, that's the nature of the beast. But certainly, you know, in, in hearing how he the emphasis was, yeah, it's an accumulation it's an accumulation of, you know, you process through and you evaluate, but lasting impressions are big impressions. And one of the things that has always stood out in my mind, remember guys like Patrick Bailey, you know, um, other guys, Stefan Logan, guys that made their mark in the last games of the preseason. And that's why I was interested when I said, is it more difficult, I would assume, uh, when you go from an evaluative process that includes double sessions uh, and four games to you know three games and one you know one practice a day there's just less tape to view and less opportunities for guys to get themselves noticed guys like the great Jerry Osafsky all right Jerry O was just a guy who lined up twice a day every day you know I mean he was tougher than yeah. woodpecker lips he comes in there and he bangs it out and he's left standing guys like Ramon Foster 
Another guy, undrafted free agent, I believe that he was. He comes in, and you know what? He just keeps showing up. He's tougher than the the elements surrounding him in training camp. He just keeps showing up. So those kind of things kind of interested me in how much he puts in the, in the process, how much that, that goes into the evaluation, and how much does it take away as he's viewing that. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that's a great point as well because you know it, it is you know a a, a nuanced science so right. to speak right <laughs> to be able to go find those hidden gems. I mean, think about this: we wouldn't have known about a Jalen Warren if it wasn't True. for training camp and him and him showing up in pads every single day. So we kind of we don't get the kind of bulk that we're used to, right? Yes. Now it becomes quality over the quantity. Um, so, you know, it is a tougher process, but you know, that, that is something that I'm glad we still have training camp Wolf. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad we still have preseason games, right? Because if you're trying to eliminate preseason games, how can you evaluate that? You would miss a Jerry Orlovsky. You would miss a Ramon Foster. We would have missed possibly a Jalen Warren. If it's like, ah, oh, it's just practice. I don't know what he's doing a game in the regular season. I don't know if I can trust him. And then you heard how important it is that lasting impression of the third preseason game is. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you did day one at camp and how great you were. It's like, what was that last thought? Yeah. You know, the last thought's the best thought, but you have to have those thoughts at least in a game type situation. Cause he also talked about how important it is to hit another helmet. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, it was just cool to really have that insight. You know, we don't normally get that access. It's the first time we've interviewed him on this show. And, and it, it, it was pretty cool because I think you kind of highlighted it. This is a departure from the old that yes. we're used to uh, when Kevin Colbert, you know, there wasn't splash moves. There wasn't a lot of free agency movement and, you know, there wasn't a lot of draft movement. We've gotten all of that and more yeah. since the season ended with, with, uh, with Omar Khan as our new GM. Um, he is, he's had, a, he's brought a new fresh approach, aggressive in pre uh, aggressive in, in, um, in off season free agency acquisitions, but also aggressive in the draft as well. And I'd like to say, you know, cautiously optimistic, as I say, things have worked out and things have looked good because of it um, with this nuanced approach. No question about it. Look, you know, the, 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 this is, like I said, it's an offseason like I've never seen. It was very busy. They, they prioritized. They went out, got people to fill in. They were able to establish for themselves an ability to go into the draft and not have to reach, in my opinion, for anybody, basically. Uh, and, and the fact is, you come up with some very veteran, good players that, uh, again, free agency has never been a huge thing in, in Pittsburgh, but it's certainly, in respect to this year, it was a big thing. But the other thing, I, I you know, you, you got to remember, too, is not only is it three games, but this is a short turnaround week game. And one of the things I, I, I failed to ask uh, Omar was, is there consideration for a short turnaround week when you're evaluating? You know what I mean? Because it is a little bit adverse. Talk about, and let me ask you, what was your experience like on short weeks? Because to me, uh, we were in pads Monday. I remember playing Sunday, Monday in sweats, then Tuesday, Wednesday, peeing in pads. And <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's like, oh, that's, that's Middle Earth you know, orcs and elves type of medieval times, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's not, it's not easy. It, no. it, it's one of those things that, you know, cause I kind of, I kind of came through the end of the era where Thursday night football was a Thanksgiving and beyond 
type of honor, right? They, right. they look at it as an honor. Right. Even though it's like, uh, so you're telling me it's an honor to only have four days to prep <laughs> for a game? Uh, okay, all right. Thanks for the honor. Yeah. Um, but you know, but we look forward to it because you know we treated it as if you get through this game, you have an additional kind of mini buy. Yeah. Because you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. You get to be, uh, dare I say it, you know, normal. Uh, and have a <laughs> and have a weekend off that's not designated like a like a bye week is designated where you kind of go through the week and then you're kind of let go because you don't have a game but no you're actually compacting those games and then you get a little bit on the backside so you know I am I, I looked at it as an honor and a privilege to play Thursday and I play on a short week because that means that people want to see you because you're the only game on just like a Monday night football game so I looked at it it was Monday night plus but now that it's become standard issue, <laughs> you know, and, and, and we went through that. I, re- I remember having like a week four Thursday night game. <clears throat> I want to say it was like 2010 maybe because I think that's when we kind of changed it. Um, and it was like, holy crap, we got to go Thursday this soon in the season. Like later in the season, your body's already conditioned right. for it. You know, after Thanksgiving, I mean, you've gone through what? You've gone through, you know – two months of you're beat to death game. and it doesn't you're matter at that point and it doesn't matter right yeah. because you're a zombie at that point as far as <laughs> your repetition you're just like all right have game we'll play you know yes. kind of kind of mentality but you know when now that's a part that's standard and expected for all 32 teams to participate in thursday night football that's where it becomes a little bit more challenging because it's it's on there and you're sitting there you're like ooh, it's coming up and if you get it early in the year that makes it tough. And for the Steelers, this is going to be a, a good challenge for them because they have to do this twice yes. this season. Yes. So, you know, having that Titans game and that Patriots game are both a Thursday night games. Um, it's going to be, the good thing is, guess what, though, Wolf? What's that? We're at home for both of those. Yes, indeed. You know what so that means. No travel. So yeah. No travel. No travel. And and the uh, and the Yinzer Nation will be in full effect. Uh, coming off, I imagine there's going to be a lot of call-ins uh, to work on Friday of a mysterious illness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Let me work but, on my cough now. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, for a player, though, you know, when you don't have – when you have that travel – not when you don't have the travel, I'm sorry. That gives you the extra time to prehab rehab. Get yourself in a sauna or the cryotherapy, whatever it is that you want to do to get your body right for the game. You have that extra day. And when you don't travel like that, it creates you know more relaxation time too, where you're at home and it's it's to me that it's it's a big boon on a on a short turnaround week if you can have a home game. And you get to sleep in your bed. Oh well, yeah, isn't that you get the to truth? Sleep in your bed one more night, but also you also get the benefit of you know what we what what kind of gets overlooked. You get to hydrate when you get in the air. No matter how long you're in the air, when you're in a compressed cabin with circulated air, that just dries you out. And so True. now you're like chasing hydration, and you're already on a short week. So it just it I feel like it hampers performance when not when not taken into account if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I, I'm a, I've always been a big proponent of, hey, you know, you, you've got to drink water. You've got to get electrolytes in because you're going to lose those type of things. And you almost want to, you know, make yourself, you know, waterlog yourself, so to speak. <laughs> uh, just because if you have to travel, I mean, it just takes so much out of your system. And, and you know, this is something that, not, not just for the short week, but 
in the season when you have those long cross country games and we're going to have a couple of those this season, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about we're going to Vegas, we're going to LA and we're going to Seattle this season. Those are long flights and to be in the air that long, it, it just, and you're going usually the day before a game, it really, it puts an emphasis on, Hey, you got to take the hydration. Like you said, the prehab, the therapy stuff, you know, I, and funny enough, I'm an old guy, Wolf, so to speak. I know, I yep. know you're going to say you're older, but I'm much older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I travel with a portable Theragun. Um, What's you know, a Theragun? So the Theragun is, is like a, is, is a um, percussion tool. So it's the little hammer thing, you know, you put on your body. And Wes is demonstrating it, it, it right next to me yes. in the studio. It's going that, 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 no, no, but you, you, you put it on your muscles and it kind of massages the muscles. Got it. So, it, yeah, so it just, it's almost like a mini jackhammer with, with, with a more I've seen those, tip. yeah. yeah. West just so, pulled it up on the computer. Yeah, so, 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 you know, I travel with that as a former player knowing how travel is um, and how your body feels. So, for the players, that's something that they have to also, uh, you know, include in their routine is thinking about those type of things, making sure... You know, because you get on a plane, well, we're knotted up from practices, right? And yeah. You go get on the plane, and then, you know, not everybody's blessed to sit in uh, first class, so a lot of us sit in coach, <laughs> uh, you know, even though there's a seat in between. But still, you know, it's a cramped quarter other than what you're used to, and so you have to make sure you're moving those muscles, you're getting those muscles. If you do still have a knot, you're working it out. Um, you know, I've even seen guys that, like, do – like, take, like, the like a baseball – and they'll put it in their seat and they'll sit on that, you know, just to just to kind of work on some of their muscles, you know, the glutes and the hamstrings and, you know, some maybe your low back. I mean, that's that's just how important it is. So guys have to just be cognizant of that. But like you said, short weeks are ones that put more emphasis on those type of things. And, uh, you know, this will be a good test, I think, for all of them to get ready for the regular season. No question about it. And uh, I, I would I would expect it's probably. There's a possibility this could this could be a fast game. I mean, you think about you want to get your guys out. You know, you got uh, a running oriented team like the Falcons. I don't know. They're kind of interesting that uh, you know this could be this could be a real test. Well, first of all, for the run defense, which will be good. You know, yes. uh, and and obviously, like I said, um, you've got this opportunity to be able to evaluate a lot of people against the run, which is something big that you want to do. we got some uh, outstanding front-enders up there, the defensive line, that, of course, we can go into that later on. But, yeah, this quick turnaround is going to create some opportunities, and i got a feeling, as always, it creates, well, opportunities, and it creates not-so-good opportunities, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, Some guys aren't ready for the quick turnaround is what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but you heard what Omar said, right? Yeah. Hopefully some guys heard that. Yeah. The last impression is the best impression. So even if you're not, I don't care if you got to psych yourself up, you got to go John Henderson style and slap you, have somebody <laughs> slap you in the face before the game or whatever, you know, or if you need to take some Red Bull. I, I don't know what it is, but if you can't get hot for this opportunity, if you're a guy on the bubble, I don't know what's going to help you because you have one more chance to prove yourself and you get to do it in this type of primetime environment, you're playing on the road in a, in a very good stadium. And like you said, it's going to be a good test. Defensively, we're going to want to see what your medal is in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, run, in the run defense game. 
And then offensively, you know, how do you run the ball against a team that, that's adept to run, run defense? So there's a lot of good tests that will be afforded all the guys. And, you heard, and we heard it from Mike Town. Starters are going to play. So, yeah. you're, so that limits – if you're a bubble guy, that limits your opportunities because starters are going to play. Traditionally, in the last preseason game, starters don't normally play. And here in Pittsburgh, iron sharpens iron, so you're going to get a good test with, with some starters. And so now you have to make the most out of the least – um, so to speak, yes. you're getting lesser exposure. So I think it's going to be a really fun game as we get down to Atlanta and take on the Dirty Birds. Uh, I like it. Yeah, you look, you know, I mean, a good hard-fought uh, game like that. Then you got the weekend. Go uh, lick your wounds, get some massage or something like that, and you know, it's and and then you know, it's the countdown till they get started for San Francisco. It's going to be this is this is an exciting time. I remember my my last game, and then you know, you're waiting out the the Turk. That's that's just an yes. awful feeling, man. man. I remember the Turk, the Turk is the Turk is a scary moment. Tunch, I remember we came back to Three Rivers Stadium, and we're just sitting there, and I'm like going. My in and out. All of a sudden, Tunch walks up and goes, "Well, in the immortal words of John Paul Sartre, au revoir, go fair." <laughs> and I'm like looking and go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, I just got cut." I go, "Oh, you're kidding me!" And he, you know, he goes, "But it was funny because he says Chuck called me in the office. I walk in, and he goes, I'm "Sorry, Tunch, but we had to ask waivers on you." And Tunch was going, "Well, that can't be too bad. You had to ask." <laughs> he wasn't quite getting it. No, you know? he was not. A hey, but li- but listen, I mean. We, if you play this game long enough, it happens to it happens yeah. to everyone, you yeah. know. And for some, it happens earlier than others. But you can't be discouraged because I look at, like you said, the story of Tunch and then another Hall of Honor member, yeah. James Harrison. Yeah. Right? How many times did he get cut? How many times did he get cut? And then now you look at him, you're like, how did this guy ever get cut? But yeah. that's the perseverance, right? That's the persistence. Yep. And the grit that it takes if you want to make it in this league. Not everybody's a first round draft pick. There's only there's only 32 or <clears throat> in this case this year 31 um, every single year, but those aren't those aren't promised either. So you have to take every opportunity as it's it's me against everybody, you know, and I have to do it with within a team construct to make it happen for me. And we're seeing that you know as we look at guys. I mean, and I think you know in the next segment because we're going to step aside, but. You know, let, let's let's do take a deeper dive about some of the bubble guys who who've had some flashes, who we want to see more from, and kind of just kind of talk it out. I think about some of the guys we expect to see come Thursday, Wolf, if you don't mind. Um, but, <laughs> well, uh, especially but, yeah. the second year guys, right? There's 15 of them. Yeah, yeah. So so there's a lot of guys on the precipice. So I think it, we'll step aside and then we'll come back with that. That that that'll be a good conversation starter. You're here inside the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man, I'm telling you what, Max, I'm psyched. You know, I mean, after talking to Omar and then just kind of thinking about things and start to evaluate some of these guys and everything. Plus, I'm getting my Andy Reid on. I got one of my big Hawaiian shirts on. 
And I'm thinking about, you know what, right at the bottom of the hill, there's a five guys. Maybe uh, me and CJ ought to go down there after, have us a little uh, soiree there. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I think about this, Wolf, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but Atlanta is home to some very good cuisine. You know, I, I've never been disappointed down there. They, uh, at the, what is it, Mercedes? Is that the Mercedes Benz? Okay. Yeah, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yep. Okay. Didn't 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 Mercedes Benz uh, down in New Orleans? Wasn't that down there too? Yeah, it, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, look at you, Wolf. Look, look at, at your this. geographical look at prowess. Look at this guy right here. You know, look at you pulling off pulling off iconic landmarks and stuff with proper name titleage. It's it's like I used to tell Tunch. I said, "Don't you, you can't coach greatness." Okay, I mean, come on. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. It just, it just, hey, it just is. You know, it just, it just is. It is. Well, one of the it is things that's got to happen is the evaluation of the second year guys because you know the first year to the second year that's a big jump. Max, we talk about it all the time. You know yeah. what it's like when you're th- th- that first-year guy. You go through and you get your feet wet. You get comfortable. You learn, you know, what's expected. And you learn how, how to grow as a pro. But guys don't always make that second-year jump, do they? No, not not everybody does. I mean, you know, you hope for the, you know, the uh, what they call it, the sizzling softs, right? That second year where right, they right. just jump off the page. But then you also have the sophomore slump. <laughs> that could also happen. Bingo. That is a, that is a, that, that is a very real um, type of situation because, you know, it's how do you respond to known attention, right? If you've done something great in year one, it's not about, oh, my God, let's reflect on it. It's, well, now this is your new floor, you know? Right. We, we've now raised the ceiling uh, on this guy. So now what are you going to do when everybody knows that you're coming? Right. You know, it, you catch him by surprise the first year. Right. And I kind of said this, you know, as we were winding up training camp wolf, but Kenny Pickett is going to be a wanted man. He is a wanted man this year in the NFL exactly because of how things ended for him in his rookie year. So now how do you respond, Kenny, when people know who you are and they know what you can do and they have film on you? You know, that's yep. why it's always tough to repeat anything because once a team has film on you and they have an offseason to dissect you, um, it makes things that much harder. So now you have to go in the lab and come up with something else. Um, and I think that's that that's where it's it's really impressive when somebody has that sustainability and we always talk about preach consistency. Um, that's what that's what this second year is all about because now people know who you are. They want to see what you got going. You know, you're not you're not the new shiny car on the lot. You've got some miles on you. You know, yeah. it, it, is that Hemi really a Hemi under the hood? You know, <laughs> <laughs> or did you just have some some nitrous oxide and you hit a button and it just came out? And now you're now your tank's empty. Those are the things that you kind of have to look at. Um, and you know, we have a list of guys. You said there's what 15 guys that are second years that are here. Yes. Yeah, we got 15 of them. Yeah, that, that 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 that's a, that's a big number. 
Um, Let me throw one out at you, okay, because I'm going to want to contrast it. Let's start off with Jalen Warren, obviously, a guy who's had a tremendous training camp, a guy who really burst onto the scene last year in uh, in a sufficient way. He's he's took, what, I think 31% of the snaps to Najee's 60-some percent. But uh, Jalen Warren, second year, how do you uh, what do you say about him? I think I think his arrow's still pointing up up, Wolf. Um, mm. you know, just if we're gleaning from preseason, which of course we heard of all about that preseason games don't matter, I, I would like to say I would like to counter that and say they do matter because what you can do with said player exp- can expand or shrink that role. And I think when you look at Jalen Warren, I think he's earned a way to expand his role, and none better than that than that good sixty-seven yarder that he took to the house right, right, right on Saturday night in Akershire. But I, th- I think when you look at okay, this wasn't a blip on the radar, right? This wasn't just a splash, uh, you know, in the pan. He actually is a very good and talented running back, and he's shown his propensity in blocking situations, and he's shown you that he has three down back capability. He can run, catch, and block. That's our those are now the three hallmarks of the, the modern running back in today's NFL. And he gives it all to you. And his willingness and his tenacity is what stands out and what jumps off the page every time you know every time you watch his film, you can't help but but draw your eyes to 30 and wonder what is 30 gonna do because he's done it in training camp practices. He's done it in one on one pass rushes. Uh, backs on backers drills that you know Mike Tomlin customly curates that collection of uh, uh, of, mm. of mass violence. So when you answer the call, you answer the call, and then you get into a stadium and you, and and you and you go yard. That that leads everyone to say, you know what, this guy deserves probably a bigger role in our offense and more consideration. No question about it. I think you you uh, hallucinated it very well there, my friend. The thing I will always think about. When I think about Jalen Warren this year, as a tone setter, remember standing there watching backs on backers, and he gets it on with Landon Roberts, and I'm telling you what, that was an amazing battle, which Jalen came out on top on. I thought, oh my goodness, yeah. that was yeah. it. Re- it really set a tone about who he is, what he's prepared to do, and then you see him uh, in what he's accomplished thus far. Man, get Zooks, that's that's a guy that's making the second year jump. Okay, so yeah. let me contrast this with a guy who's didn't even have a first year to make the second year jump, but he's similar. <laughs> and that's Calvin Austin the third. Listen, Cal Calvin is something that's special. Um, I think for him, you know, he he has a he gets a he gets kind of a best of both worlds because we're only seeing these snapshots of Calvin Austin, and right? These splash plays. But the league has not seen it. <laughs> the yeah. league has not really seen what he can do in a regular season situation. So I think it's even more exciting for a guy like Calvin Austin because you, 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 you're, you're guessing. You're guessing on what he can do. And I think when you put him in this offense and you have the known commodity of Deontay Johnson, the known commodity of Pat Fryermuth, and the wow commodity of George Pickens, another second-year guy. Um, this is a guy who could potentially be a very big X factor in his, because you don't know what you're going to get. You know he has raw speed. Yes. And you know that he can take a yard from a preseason game. But 
once again, not a lot of people really respect preseason um, exploits um, from other teams. So can I say Calvin this? Austin, Remember yeah, this: go ahead. the Tunchill can rule. If you can't beat up on the stiffs, you are the stiff. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, yeah. If if you can't if you if you can't if you can't swing at, at an inanimate object, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there you go. But we have also seen people get get beaten by the heavy bag wolf. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's painful, yeah. but it's true. It is painful. It's painful, but it is true. It's a reality out there. <laughs> but I, I think for Calvin, you know, it's you know for him, it's really going to come down to you have to prove everybody you can stay healthy. Yeah. That's really going to be the bit because if that's not a factor or a limiting factor for your success, man, he has all the tools in the box, and like you said. He came out hungry because he missed last year. Yes. Like, remember, this young man did not even get to put on pads fully. Right. Um, Correct. A year mundo. ago. And the fact that we're already past where he was last year um, already in this preseason is a, is a great sign and a step in the right direction. And so I want to say his arrows pointed up because he kind of started flat because he did not get that rookie year. So he's another guy arrow pointing up. And once again, He's built upon every game. He's shown you a different facet of where he can be impactful um, in a game and affect your team in a positive way. If it's a huge long reception for a touchdown or if it's a long punt return to put you in position for a short offensive possession with points or if it's getting a big penalty that changes, that flips the field on you. He's done all three of those things that you can ask him to do. So it's going to be health is always going to be health is wealth. Um, yes. in his case and if he can stay healthy I mean there's a lot of things that he can add to this team and really become that extra unknown x factor that people won't expect well said my friend you know what and that's a good wrap on the first hour of here in the locker room so we'll, we'll be back after this you've got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas coming at you after we pay some bills if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 